Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is when you are listening to the Bakery Podcast. It is time for another exciting edition of the Bakery Podcast. And today's episode is about the Royal Rumble 2021, the recent WWE pay-per-view, and we are on the road to WrestleMania. I'm so excited. This is my favorite time of year for wrestling, and everything just seems to be more amped up when it comes WrestleMania season. But before we dive into the Royal Rumble, I want to apologize for this show being almost two weeks late. Uh, because I have been trying to gather a following on twitch.tv forward slash bakedaddy95 and try to get them over to try to join the podcast, to listen to the podcast. And it's been kind of a struggle, and I've been streaming more often than trying to put this episode together. With that being said, I did have these notes done the day after the Royal Rumble, which was the Monday after it. Because I wasn't able to watch it live. I had to work um, the night of the Royal Rumble. And so, yeah, these are my these are going to be my initial thoughts. I have not rewatched this pay-per-view since I watched it first. And I, ha- and I have some thoughts on some stuff that is happening right now in the WWE. That are kind of confusing me uh, just a little bit. But yeah, I'm trying to gather m- more of a following, and I can't do it by myself, guys. I'm going to need your guys' help. If you like these episodes, share them out. Share them on your Facebook. Share them on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Do whatever you got to do to spread the word that the Bakery Podcast is the podcast to be listening to because I'm I'm growing. I'm trying to grow, trying to get some guests on here. And like I said in the last episode, we're going to be diving into more than just pro wrestling. There are some things that I do want to cover, but that'll be towards more WrestleMania season. I want to cover WrestleMania 20. It's one of the greatest. And I've been on this Eddie Guerrero train. It is honestly one of the greatest things that you guys have to fucking witness. Is WrestleMania 20. And that'll be... That'll be either next month or in April. But I also wanted to let you guys know that if the episodes start becoming sporadic in the next couple months, it's because my job is starting to become busy season. It's going to start getting warmer. I know. If you look outside right now, um, February 12th, it looks like it looks like that's a... Um, especially here in Ohio, that looks like a joke right now because it's snow it's been snowing constantly and there's more snow possibly on the way it's just the world is getting crazy with the weather and it's cold i hate the cold i hate the snow Ugh, i don't even want to get in that tirade but yeah i also want to thank each and every one of you that listen to this episode every single week and like i said to help me grow to help me get people on here that I want to talk to. We got to share it out. We got to make this podcast the biggest podcast with the biggest growth in 2021. Because unfortunately, everyone has a podcast. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Everybody has one. 
so it's hard for this podcast to really you know develop and grow with just me behind the wheel but enough of me rambling let's get into this goddamn show let me pull up my notes here and we are talking about the Royal Rumble 2021 and here we go Match number one, the WWE title match, which honestly, them putting this on first really surprised me because I thought that this would have been put on midway through the show and it would have had a different result. So here's my notes, and I quote, The match was short, sweet, and to the point. I honestly wanted to shit on this match just for the fact because because of my hatred for Goldberg. You guys have heard about my hatred for Goldberg if you've been listening. But I actually like this match because it got physical quick. And I mean quick. Like, Drew got on the offensive pretty quick. um, After exchanging multiple finishers of Spears and Claymores, Drew ends up picking up the victory, which really surprised me knowing how Vince has been in the last few years with Goldberg as an attraction. I do want to make a point, though, uh, I feel that this finished quick because the Claymore that took Goldberg out looked like it knocked him silly. looked like it gave him a concussion, but I don't know if that's Goldberg just selling or if um, he was legitimate, if he legitimately had something wrong. Like, Goldberg's a crazy motherfucker. Like, he punched a window out of a limo and... Ugh... If you want to see something scary in professional wrestling, go watch Goldberg smash a limo window. He cuts his arm. It's it's nasty. So so starting right off the bat, I, I was starting to enjoy the show because Goldberg didn't win, which everybody and their fucking grandmother thought that Goldberg was going to win. So moving on to match number two. The SmackDown Women's Championship. Carmella versus Sasha, Sasha Banks. This match certainly kept up with the pace for sure. I mean, fast-paced. They were all over the place. And I'm absolutely loving this feud between Carmella and Sasha Banks because it has brought out the fact that Carmella has improved her in-ring work. And as I was watching this, she fucking did a suicide dive where she fucking went head-first. And I even mentioned that here. I thought she might have injured herself there, but she finished the match. Sasha Banks, I hope, gets a legitimate opponent for the next show and possibly WrestleMania because I'm really starting to lose interest, and that's unfortunate because I love me some Sasha Banks. She's talented in the ring. She's talented on promos. I'm sorry for that pause. I'm trying to get through this. Not as quick as I can, but... um. But try to give you guys, you know, something quick to listen to. But yeah, I'm starting to lose interest in the Sasha Banks thing. Now, I'll mention, um, we still don't know all the championship matches for WrestleMania or at the next show, Elimination Chamber, which I'm kind of excited for. I love the Elimination Chamber. Actually, you know what? I'm not really excited for. Because I love the Elimination Chamber, but... I think it's kind of ran its course, if, you, if you're if you asking my opinion. It's ran its course, um, and it's not like how it used to be. Yeah, yeah, now there's the spots of where they're constantly breaking the pod glass. 
That's cool every once in a while, but every year you got to see it, it loses its luster. And with the PG era, I don't know if that's still in effect or not, and the lack of, you know, the use of blood, the Elimination Chamber isn't as, isn't as scary as it used to be. I remember watching, um, I think it was Edge. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but man, that... This year, for the Elimination Chamber, I need them to use the chamber. I need them to use everything around them, and they being the wrestlers. I need them to use the chain link fence. I need them to use the pods. Give me something to be in awe of. Because right now, WWE has got momentum on their side. They're at coming toward their biggest show of the year. Granted, yeah, COVID's kind of fucked up everything, and we didn't really get much crowd interaction with this one because there are no crowds. There's people on monitors, which I'm going to vent on the Thunderdome here. At first, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great idea. You know, have people in their homes, and they could watch, you know, a live feed into the arena and watch some wrestling. Well, that's also played its course with me. Um, you look at AEW. AEW is letting fans in socially distanced. I mean, they're in Jacksonville, too. They're in Florida. Tropicana Field is also, I believe, in Florida. I believe it's in Orlando. So if AEW is able to bring in fans... WWE needs to do something to where they can make the Thunderdome. If there's people that still that can't make it out, make a, sec make a section of the Thunderdome for them. But let the fans back in the arena socially distance, masks on. I'm a big proponent of masks. I have to wear them at work. It is what it is. You don't want to wear your fucking mask, don't wear your fucking mask. If you want to wear a mask, wear your fucking mask. I'm not going to get into that here. I'm talking wrestling. But, you know, have them socially distanced. But bring back the fans. That is something that WWE and AEW need is fan interaction. Because wrestling just isn't the fucking same with just pre-made crowd noise. Moving on. Um, Sasha Banks will win via submission using the bank statement. Now, there was also something that happened in this match uh, Car Carmela Somalia, uh, I can't remember, Reginald, uh, was thrown out of this match for getting involved in the match. And I like what they're doing here. They're planting the seeds that maybe there is something there between him and Sasha Banks. Maybe there isn't. We'll, we'll see as the weeks leading up to WrestleMania and this pay-per-view of how things are going to lead up and how things are going to be affected because with the Elimination Chamber, I'll explain it to the people that don't understand what the Elimination Chamber is. It's a chain link pod, well, kind of a cage, and it's got these pods in it. And the wrestlers come out at random intervals until every wrestler is out. It's an elimination style match. Um, say a wrestler gets pinned, they're out. So they don't get a chance to win win the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. And this occurs until there is a winner. 
um, where there is one winner. And the stakes of right now being in WrestleMania season and not knowing if Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns are going to have their titles for WrestleMania because of the Elimination Chamber, what kind of match it ensues. So it's really intriguing. But back back to... All right. So, yeah. I need Sasha Banks to have a legitimate opponent at WrestleMania, whether it's Carmella again, which... Whatever whatever happens with the storyline, I'm I'm gonna stay tuned. Or we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. Bianca Belair, who is the winner of the women's Royal Rumble. So whoever it may be for Sasha Banks, they need to be legitimate. They need to keep me interested. So, without further ado, speaking of the women's Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble Let's get into it. So, Bailey starts out as number one. Then it's the returning Naomi at number two. Then Bianca Belair, who is our winner. Then Billy Kay. Shotzi Blackheart. Shayna Baszler. Tony Storm at number seven, if you're keeping track. Number eight was Jillian Hall. Surprise return. Number nine was Ruby Riot. Number 10 was Victoria, also a surprise return. I kind of marked out a little bit. I'm a big Victoria fan. Peyton Royce at number 11. Santana Garrett at number 12. Liv Morgan at number 13. Rhea Ripley at number 14. Charlotte Flair at number 15. Dana Brooke at number 16. Tori Wilson at number 17. Lacey Evans at number 18. Mickey James at number 19. Nikki Cross at number 20. Alicia Fox at number 21. Mandy Rhodes, Mandy Rose at number 22. Dakota Kai at 23. Carmella at 24, which I f- thought was kind of odd. Tamina at number 25. Lana at number 26. Alexa Bliss at number 27. Ember Moon at 28. Nia Jax at number 29. And Natalia at number 30. Now I'm going to talk about the eliminations here. Bailey gets eliminated by Bianca Belair. Naomi gets eliminated by Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, who are also our new women's tag team champions. Billy Kay is eliminated by Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Shotzi Blackheart is eliminated by Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler gets eliminated by her tag partner, Nia Jax, because it's every woman for herself. Why wouldn't it be? Um, Tony Storm is eliminated by Jillian Hall. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. I didn't get to who she was eliminated by. I apologize. Jillian Hall was eliminated by Billy Kay. Ruby Riot gets eliminated by Bailey. Uh, Victoria gets eliminated by Shayna Baszler. Peyton Royce is eliminated by Charlotte Flair. Santana Garrett is eliminated by Rhea Ripley. Liv Morgan is eliminated by Peyton Royce. Um, Rhea Ripley ends up losing after being eliminated by Bianca Belair. Charlotte Flair is eliminated by Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Dana Brooke is eliminated by Rhea Ripley. She was on fucking fire. Tori Wilson gets eliminated by Shayna Baszler. 
I didn't. I think Lacey Evans was eliminated by Charlotte, but don't quote me on that. I have to look. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Uh, Mickey James gets eliminated by Lacey Evans. Nikki Cross is eliminated by Carmella. Alicia Fox is eliminated by Mandy Rhodes. Mandy Rose, sorry. I didn't get who Mandy Rose was eliminated by, so I do apologize. Some of my notes aren't fi weren't finished. Um, Dakota Kai gets eliminated by Rhea Ripley. Carmella gets eliminated by Tamina. Tamina is eliminated by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Lana is eliminated by Natalia. Alexa Bliss is eliminated by Rhea Ripley. Amber Moon is eliminated by Nia Jax. Nia Jax gets eliminated by Lana. And Natalia gets eliminated by Bianca Belair. Our final four were Natalia, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. Our final two were Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And then, as I stated before, the winner was Bianca Belair. Now, in between this, um, when Alicia Fox comes out, this... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so, R-Truth comes out. In the middle of the Women's Royal Rumble. I have no words. I would have been okay if R-Truth came out during the Men's Royal Rumble, but I find it a little disrespectful that you're going to put the TV champ... the 24-7 champion out for a comedic loss. I mean, Alicia, I think Alicia Fox won, and then R-Truth gained it back, and then R-Truth ends up losing it to Peter Rosenberg. So there was that bullshit. And I did some research while I was talking here, and the people that I didn't get down, Tony Storm was eliminated by Rhea Ripley, um, I think Liv Morgan was eliminated by Peyton Royce. And there's somebody else that I forgot. And I just can't can't think of it right now. So let me go back here. Uh, it was Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose was eliminated by Rhea Ripley. Shocker. So yeah. So we got that little fucking 24-7 title segment before this match. And this is where business picks the fuck up. Match number three. Last man standing match. Universal Championship. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. This match was insane at every turn. I mean, where do I begin? From Roman, from Roman throwing Kevin off of the railing of the Thunderdome. I mean, literally chucked his ass. To then Roman running over Kevin Owens with the fucking golf cart? Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, Aaron, they did that in AEW this year. Or last year. WWE's just copying AEW. Okay. That's great. Maybe Roman and Kevin saw AEW in a hotel room or some shit. It's like, man, that's a good idea. I bet you in the span that it, they did it, people are forgotten. But people really don't forget when motherfuckers are chasing other motherfuckers with a go with a golf cart. To then Kevin Owens climbing on a forklift and diving off of it. My God, they were trying to kill each other in this match. 
But this is the WWE that I miss the most. It's when I'm in, so invested in a story that I can't stop looking off the TV screen. And I was invested in this match every fucking minute. Until the finish. Kevin Owens will handcuff Roman Reigns to a railing. And from guess and I guess from what I read, that wasn't supposed to happen. Well Roman was supposed to get out, but the ref ends up taking an unnecessary bump and Kevin Owens had to sell and oversell a low blow while Paul Heyman is struggling to get Roman Reigns unhandcuffed from the railing. What a clusterfuck. But it is what it is. This match was my favorite match of the night. Because it just had everything. It had a story. It had action. It had everything that I look for when I think of WWE. And boy, the next story that I'm about to have you guys listen listen to me uh, rave about, oh, it it brought me to tears. Roman Reigns will retain after KO couldn't answer the ten count via the guillotine. So Roman retains. I'm for that. I love heel Roman, and that may be unpopular to say right now, but man, Roman Roman Reigns right now is carrying. SmackDown is carrying SmackDown. Tribal Chief Roman Reigns is the Roman Reigns that we should have gotten back in 2016. When the fans were booing him, he should have came out and said, you know what, I don't give a fuck about any of you fans. Well, you can't say fuck. I don't give a damn about any of you fans. You were never there. You were there for me when I was with the Shield. And now that I'm by myself making my own name for myself, you're not there for me. And he should do the same thing now. Everybody's in love with Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. And you know what Tribal Chief Roman Reigns should do? Just tell the fans at home, I don't give a damn about you. I didn't get here on your will. Or your cheering or your booze. I got here on my own power. But moving on. To the Men's Royal Rumble. And I'm going to go through the list of the participants as they come in and then read the who they got eliminated by. Number one, which was announced on WWE Backstage, which I thought at the time was complete and utter fucking bullshit. I thought that they should have just saved the number one and number two entrant for the fucking Royal Rumble and surprise everybody. But no, they had to get that fucking last second ratings push or whatever to get more eyeballs in WWE backstage and announce that Edge and Randy Orton start off at number one and two. Next comes out Sami Zayn, then Mustafa Ali at number four. Number five is Jeff Hardy. Number six is Dolph Ziggler. Number seven is Shinsuke Nakamura. Number eight... I did not see this coming at all because I did not think that Carlito was ever going to come back to the WWE. But I'm going to tell you right now, Carlito looks to be in stellar fucking shape. 
So there's your one surprise entrant was Carlito. Next at number nine was Xavier Woods. The number 10 was Big E. The number 11 was John Morrison. Number 12 was Ricochet. Number 13 was Elias. Number 14 was Damian Priest. Number 15 was The Miz. Number 16 was uh, Riddle, Matt Riddle, for those of you that don't know. I don't know why Vince keeps changing their fucking names. It's annoying. Number 17 was Daniel Bryan, who was my pick to win it. Number 18 was Kane. Number 19 was King Corbin. Number 20 was Otis. Number 29 was Dominic Mysterio. Let's see, 29. 21 was Dominic Mysterio. 22 was Bobby Lashley. 23 was Hurricane Shane Helms. And then the return that nobody saw coming. Number 24 was Christian. Oh, I lost my ever-living mind when I heard Christian's music start. Oh, it was insane. And I'm telling you, man, with these kind of returns, the crowd was so needed because last year when Edge came out as a surprise entrant, oh, the crowd went insane. And they would have went insane here too with Christian coming back. Number 25 was AJ Styles. Number 26 was Rey Mysterio. Number 27 was Sheamus. Number 28 was Cesaro. Number 29 was Seth Rollins. And number 30 was Braun Strowman. So we're going to go down the list. Randy Orton was eliminated by Edge. Sami Zayn was eliminated by Big E. Mustafa Ali was eliminated by Big E. Jeff Hardy gets eliminated by Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler gets eliminated by Kane. Shinsuke Nakamura gets eliminated by Corbin. Carlito gets eliminated by Elias. Uh, Xavier Woods gets eliminated by Mustafa Ali. Big E gets eliminated by Omos. John Morrison gets eliminated by Damian Priest. Ricochet gets eliminated by Kane. Elias gets eliminated by Damian Priest. Damian uh, Priest then gets eliminated by Bobby Lashley. The Miz gets eliminated by Damian Priest. Um, Riddle gets eliminated by Seth Rollins. Daniel Bryan gets eliminated by Seth Rollins. Kane gets eliminated by Damian Priest. King Corbin gets eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. Otis gets eliminated by Baron Corbin. Uh, King Corbin. Dominic Mysterio gets eliminated by Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley then gets eliminated by Biggie, Christian, Daniel Bryan, and Riddle. Hurricane Helms gets eliminated by uh, Ashley. Christian gets eliminated by Seth Rollins. AJ Styles gets eliminated by Braun Strowman. Rey Mysterio gets eliminated by Omos. Sheamus uh, gets eliminated by Braun Strowman. Cesaro also gets eliminated by Braun Strowman. Seth Rollins gets eliminated by Edge. And Braun Strowman gets eliminated by Edge. And your winner of the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble. I did not see this fucking coming, and I don't give a fuck who you think you are. You didn't see it coming either. But the man who came back in 2020 had a last man standing match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, then gets injured in the greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash. And you don't hear a hind 
or hair from this man. The winner of the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble match is Edge. What a fantastic fucking story that has been. Gets forced to retire back in, I think, 2011. If I have my dates correct, yeah. In 2011, no. Hold on. I mean, he's forced to retire early. Is what I'm trying to say. Gets forced to retire early. Comes back in 2020. Has two matches. Gets injured in one of them. And then you don't hear a peep out of Edge. Then he comes back to win the Men's Royal Rumble match? That's storytelling, folks. That is storytelling. We haven't seen Edge since Backlash. Man. Oh, when I tell you I almost cried, I'm telling you I almost cried. Because I'm such an Edge devotee, it's not even funny. He's the guy that got me into professional wrestling because I, I thought, who is this motherfucker with long hair that's cool as shit and is just a bad ass? Man, it was, it was great. Now, the things... Now, moving on. The things that have really confused me in the last couple of weeks, because I've been watching, is Edge hasn't chosen his WrestleMania opponent, and neither has Bianca Belair. Now, I don't know if they're waiting until the next pay-per-view is over to decide, but they have three champions to choose from. Either Edge can verse Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, or Roman Reigns. Bianca Belair can challenge... Um, Asuka, Sasha Banks, or Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. My prediction is I think that Edge should challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. Then retire the damn thing and bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. Because goddamn, I missed that belt. A guy can dream, right? And for me, I think Bianca Belair, I mean, she had a coming out party at the Royal Rumble. I think she should challenge Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title. It seems to me that SmackDown is more is becoming more storyline and wrestling driven. And I think that she would definitely benefit from that. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's all I really got for you today. Um, next episode will be out next week. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. I'll give you guys some subtle hints on the Facebook page. Go like the Facebook page. Go follow me on Twitch. Go do what you guys got to do. Keep this momentum growing. And for you wrestling fans, support wrestling now more than ever because the WWE, they're hitting it. They're hitting on all cylinders recently. I haven't seen anything to bitch about. Well, besides this... Well, of course, besides the Nia Jax, my whole thing. What the fuck? That's the only thing that I, I've seen recently that I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But man, support AEW, support Impact, support WWE, support New Japan, Ring of Honor, NWA, whoever you 
just support professional wrestling in general because right now, if we are, hopefully we're going to be on the downturn of COVID. If we're on the downturn of COVID, these wrestling companies are going to need your asses in those seats. But before I go, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. I watched the Super Bowl uh, first half. Um, Patrick Mahomes did not play well. That's been well documented. Patrick Mahomes did not play well. And honestly, I can't blame him. Gay, uh, Madden players, NCAA players, you know what I'm talking about. You got that offensive line that's suspect. Man, you're going to be running for your goddamn life trying to complete a pass. It was like Patrick Mahomes was playing Madden with an all-rookie offensive line that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I, I'm sitting here watching with my friend Josh, and we're just sitting here like, what the fuck is going on with the Chiefs? Dropped passes. Patrick Mahomes is getting pressured more than ever. It was just insane. But I want to talk about Tom Brady. For once, I'm going to admit something. I've been so proud of Tom Brady because everybody's sitting here looking for him to lose. And honestly, I've been an idol of Tom Brady. I I have... I'll say this now. I've been an idol of Tom Brady for years. He was what drove me to be a quarterback. I wanted to play quarterback so bad because of Tom Brady. And man, con- I just want to say congratulations to DB12 and everybody on that team. You guys played your hearts out. You came to they came to play. They had a game plan. They executed it so well. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I didn't have them. I didn't have them winning. I had them getting eliminated by the Packers, and it would be Kansas City, Green Bay. But the powers that be thought that Tampa Bay and Kansas City was going to be a good game. It was a good game if you're a Tampa fan. It was a bad game if you're a Chiefs fan. Now, I'm not a fan of either team. I, I, I'll i say this. I love football. This was the first Super Bowl where I didn't give a damn who won. As long as it was a good game, my ass was tuning in. So, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for being Super Bowl 55 champions. Uh, my way too early prediction for the Super Bowl is going to be Seattle and Cleveland. I know. Shoot me now. Uh, because I think... I, I'll i say this. Cleveland showed me something that Cleveland hasn't shown me in almost 16 years of watching football. And that's that, and that's that they have the talent to succeed. Now, 2021, the 2021-2022 season is going to be completely different. This We could see the Browns kind of shit the bed. But I'm hoping to see the Browns make it to the playoffs next year and maybe go a little further than they did. Only time will tell. But uh, one last thing that I want to talk about before I end this episode is the return of EA Sports NCAA football news dropped last week and I could not be any happier. It's been almost it's been 8 long years since the last NCAA game dropped. That was NCAA football 14. 
And man, it's gotten a resurgence thanks to this mod called the College Football Revamp Mod. And the price for NCA 14 just keeps skyrocketing. I think I saw a copy for 150 to 200 bucks. That's the price of a goddamn PlayStation 3 or 4. I mean 4. But man, the return of college football on e, uh, as a video game, I can't wait. Rumors are we'll have to wait till 2023. I'm perfectly fine with that as long as they can have every single team in the NCAA division of football whether it be division, uh, they're going to have the Division One teams. And by Division One, I mean like Ohio State, Florida, Bama, Clemson, uh, Michigan, Iowa, Arizona State, USC. The big name schools, they're going to have in there. They're going to have in there. And I can't wait to take a team like a Cincinnati or an Arizona State or a USC and take them wherever I can take them. If it's just to a bowl game, that's great. If it's to a national championship, uh, that's great. And here's the thing. I can't wait for this game because it's going to have the playoffs in it. it it's just going ha- to be fun. The only thing that sucks is that, you know, they can't use real player names, and that's perfectly fine. There will be people on that shit. There will be people on that shit like fucking wildfire trying to update the rosters, uh, have current day roster stuff, and I can't wait. I really can't wait. Um, but that's all the details we know. We don't know an actual release date. We just know it's coming back. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, got to get some licensing stuff, some play, all the playbooks, etc., etc. But I can't wait. As I said multiple times, for NCAA college football, whatever. If it's 2023, if it's NCAA football 23, or if it's NCAA football 24, I don't care as long as I'm able to get it when it comes out and play my heart out and play for play with whatever team I want to use. I'm a happy camper. But that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Again, go like the Facebook page, share this episode out, and do whatever you got to do to make this podcast great. I'm Aaron Baker, and you're not. And this has been the Bakery Podcast.